Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, the Disney Channel original movie, The Descendants, draws a huge audience. Disneyland Paris is being investigated for overcharging foreign guests. And we'll have the top 10 threads from disboards.com for the month of July. Also, a little later on, we're going to talk about our recent Dis exclusive uh, ABD trip to San Francisco and California. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 835 for the week of August 4th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Kathy Whirling. Hi, guys. Julie Martin. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and back in the production nook, uh, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Along with our producer, Dustin West. Yeah. And uh, Craig Williams is on vacation this week, so that's why he's not here. Uh, lest anybody think I fired him or... <laughs> no way. Put him in Siberia. But, or buried uh, him in the backyard. Buried him in the backyard. Anything's possible with Craig. But... Uh, Happy to be here. We've got some things in housekeeping. First, want to remind everybody about our shows um, this week, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. You can listen to them live every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com. Those shows uh, go up on iTunes on Monday and Tuesday. This week, Tony Spatel has a review of the new Beachside Bonfire Buffet. That's a mouthful. <laughs> At the Paradise Pier Hotel. And Nancy Johnson talks about how to combat Disney burnout. So check them out on iTunes or disunplugged.com. You can listen to them uh, streaming there as well. Uh, every Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, disunplugged.com, The Trip, with Jenny Lynn Knopp and Teresa Eccles, as well as Dustin West. And uh, this week, you guys uh, did the Titanic experience. Yeah, we did the Titanic experience. <laughs> and if you want to see... The most well-rounded review that you're ever going to see on the trip, you should check it out because some people liked it, some people felt okay about it, and some people really did not care for it at <laughs> oh, okay. all. And that some people is me. No. Mm. And yeah. I have some strong opinions. And I, I'll tell you that, uh, you know, usually he's he's the one that's uh, going to look for the, the good and the bright side <laughs> and everything. So when uh, when I after he did that that review and I talked to him about it, I was taken back by how much he didn't like it. So if you want to hear Dustin not like something, Wednesday, 1 p.m., DesUnplugged.com. Yeah. And uh, that's the trip. And, of course, on Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on DesUnplugged.com, the Universal Edition of the Dis Unplugged. And I have no idea what their show is this week. Well, we'll be talking about some Universal Studios stuff. I have no idea. <laughs> well, it's a pre-recorded, right? Because no, no. We, we, this week we're going to go back oh, to the live show. Oh, Craig will be yeah, back he, on Thursday. He's okay. getting in late tonight or early tomorrow morning. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. It's one of those that you know, Craig's going to be like, "Hey guys, <laughs> let's do this," and we're like, "Okay, yeah, that'll be fun." 
I yeah. can do that. Well, some interesting news stories this week about Universal yeah. that I think you guys can talk about. So, But whatever they're going to talk about, I'm sure it's going to be amazing and entertaining, so you're not going <laughs> to want to miss it. 1 p.m. Eastern Thursday, disunplugged.com. Um, I also want to give a plug for the Diz Magic Band skins that are uh, being done by magicyourband.com. And uh, if you go to magicyourband.com slash the Diz, you can see them. And uh, we also... Are you modeling a case? Uh, Julie is modeling one of the iPhone cases. Ooh, I love this one. <laughs> but you can also buy a Give Kids the World themed magic band where the proceeds are going all to Give Kids the World. Um, they're seven, uh, the Give Kids the World skin is $7 with free shipping, and 100% of that goes directly to Give Kids the World. So it's a great way to show your support for an organization we certainly uh, love to promote. So magicyourband.com slash the Diz is where you can check them out. We're getting great feedback on these. People love them. And uh, if you happen to be at uh, D23 uh, next week, where John and Kevin and Rhino and Craig and Corey, Craig and Corey and Will and Jenny Lynn and Tracy (laughs) and Tom Bell and Tom Bell and Michael Bowling and everybody is going to be out there except Kathy, Teresa, Dustin and I because we're going to be in Nova Scotia. I won't be there either. And Julie. Julie's not here. My children will be starting school. I can't. That's going to be the Julie's show. All by herself. I'll bring Ferris and Finley. Yeah, there you go. That'll be a good show. Um, Hold on. Could you could you just lower the volume on my earphones because I'm gonna die. Um, my ears are gonna start bleeding. A um, little bit more. Um, but uh, yeah. So if you're gonna, that uh, you went up, not down. Um, yeah. Please. So you want it to be completely deaf? You said, or <laughs> that's good. Right there. Right Did there. Did you Perfect. put it on eleven? Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're gonna be at D23, we're gonna have a lot of these, a lot of stuff to give away um, from Magic Your Band. They're sending out. Yeah. I understand an 80-pound box is being sent. Whoa. Is it really? Um, I didn't know about wow. that. We have a lot of really great stuff. We have a lot of good giveaways from Dreams Unlimited Travel, some Diz Unplugged giveaways, and the Magic Bands as well. So make sure you stop by our booth if you're going to be out there. Plus, we're going to be giving away. Uh, we have a contest. You could win a trip if you sign up for our mailing list. So, so bring your America's Got Talent act with you. <laughs> we're going to judge you. <laughs> That'd be great. We're going to judge them either way. But um, so. There's that. Um, I also want to uh, make sure you guys head out to um, the Diz homepage, www.info.com. Check out some of the articles um, that are, are going up. We, uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of our contributors every week uh, putting up uh, new articles. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes page if you'd like to become a contributor. If we publish your article, we pay $50. Um, so it's a nice way to make some extra scratch. Um, but uh, one article in particular, uh, the last week and a half, I'm looking at you, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Whirling, um, has been on fire. And that is five things you should do when first walking into your Disney hotel room. Mm-hmm. And this has generated a lot of discussion. It's yes. been shared. Last time I looked, it was about 24,000 times this article's wow. been shared. Um, it's gotten a tremendous amount of traffic. I was looking at the analytics and I go, wow, okay, <laughs> wow. Um, and that's not unusual. A lot of Kathy's articles uh, tend to do tend to do really well, but uh, I, I don't want to give any of any of it away. I want people to go out and read it. But it's a great article. You did a great job with it, and uh, people certainly have their opinions. Yeah. Can I just say I'm not a germaphobe? <laughs> that was that was the part that bothered me the most because I was I was I was 
trying not to go where a lot of people on the Diz go with what they do in their hotel room, but apparently I, I stepped over that line and I'm a germaphobe. So. I'm, I'm really disappointed that you left off number six, which I know you do for a fact, which you strip naked and do bed angels. I just, I can't believe you would leave that off the list. not supposed to say that. Kathy, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with being afraid of germs, by the way. I thought she well, was going to say naked bed angels. I mean, you <laughs> naked know, bed you, angels you should, I have to say, like, I'm not a germaphobe, but I don't want a dirty hotel room either. Oh, no, I don't either. But, you know, there's some of the things that, like, when I used to travel a lot, and even now, um, I sleep under the comforter. I um, walk in my bare feet. And I usually don't get sick. Every now and then I will, but I don't take extreme yeah. measures and I tried to do that in that article but apparently I still went too far <laughs> <laughs> so uh, wdwinfo.com on the homepage you'll find a link to five things you should do when first walking into your Disney hotel room we have new articles going up uh, all the time throughout the week so always check back and see what's new and coming up um, before we get to Dustin's poll results from last week um, I want to uh, put out a call for some folks. Uh, there was a thread on our community board uh, this past week from one of our listeners down in Australia. She goes by the name on the boards, Princess Jess. And Jess asked people, she was lamenting that, you know, getting some of the things that she likes to order online is very expensive to buy in Australia, it's like double the price it is here, and the shipping is ridiculous if she orders orders it um, from a lot of these companies. And she was wondering if there was a, you know, a good Samaritan out there who'd be willing to, you know, pick up some things and drop them in the mail, or if she ordered them and had them shipped to that person here in the states, if they would just then go ahead and ship it from their local post office. And, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to get too much into it. I don't know Jess, by the way, um, but. This I can, is very active on the Dis Unplugged board. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I can understand people being skeptical uh, on the boards. I get that. Um, some people just took it a little too far and wouldn't let go of it. Um, if it's not something that interests you, then just don't do it. You don't. But you know, some people are just like commenting over and over again. It's got to be negative and it's got to be attacking and it's got to be. You know, it drives me insane. So you know what? I'm putting out a call to you folks. Uh, if there's a listener or a viewer that would be willing to help out our uh, our friend down in Australia, um, then send us an email, podcast at disunplugged.com. We'll make sure it gets to Jess, and we'll put you in touch with her, and you guys can work out the specifics. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just, I felt bad. I felt bad yeah. that, you know, she was, at, you know, asking for, asking, yeah. asking for help. And I understand some people being skeptical. And I don't, I will never criticize anybody for being skeptical of anything on the internet. You need to be. It's, 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 but you don't need to be so attacking and you don't need to be so constantly with, you know, you know, state your point and move on. You don't have to keep going after her over and over and over and over again. Like what, some of the things that were, ha was happening on that thread. So, um, if you're willing to help out, uh, uh fellow Dizzer uh, down in Australia then like I said send send uh, your send an email to podcast at disunplugged.com and I'll make sure it gets to Jess and you guys can work out the details our friend Matt from Australia yeah. tells us that he's spoken of this before that Disney is sometimes hard to come by in Australia it doesn't have the presence there 
that it does in other parts of the world. So if you're a Disney, an Australian Disney fan, sometimes you kind of feel like you've been outside the gate. Well, as Jess was saying in her post, it, it's not just the Disney stuff. It's, um, you know, cosmetics, like, you know, stuff that, you know, she could get here in the States for like $25 or $50 down in Australia. It's as if they're trapped on some kind of island or something. <laughs> yeah. When Matt goes back from the United States, he usually goes back with a very large amount of Advil. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, like our friend Paula in New Zealand. It's I think it's Reese cups that she can't get. And so when she comes to the States, she hoards them and brings them home. <laughs> if you're listening from customs, this is a joke. <laughs> you don't really do this. <laughs> People. <laughs> so I just, you know, like I said, I just, uh, you know, I, I uh, this, this, this popped up on my radar this week. And I said, you know what? Look, people on the community board don't want to help, not criticizing anybody for that, but I'll put a call out here. So if you'd like to help a, a fellow listener uh, down in Australia, send us an email, podcast at disunplugged.com. So with that, we're going to throw it over to Dustin. You have some poll results from last week. Yeah, um, and I apologize. I don't have a slide demonstrating the results, but we had done Lazy, a, lazy, uh, yeah, lazy. Yeah, yeah, Well, uh, <laughs> criticize me. Tear me apart. Okay. Okay, um, so we had done our segment uh, last week, our bracket show, uh, finding out what the best uh, merchandise locations were and the best shopping experiences in Walt Disney World, according to us that were at the table. Most of us are here at the moment. And we came down to the final two was uh, Mitsukoshi in Japan and Epcot and the Marketplace Co-op, which is in the uh, downtown Disney mm. Marketplace. Which I thought were good, good finalists. Both really good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, we landed on a tie because there were eight of us, four to four. Um, or was it six? I can't remember. Anyway, we asked you guys to uh, kind of do a tie break on Facebook. And the results are in. And with 62% of the vote, the marketplace co Really? Oh, man. I was over hoping for Mitsukoshi. Mitsukoshi, <laughs> who had 38% of the vote. Sorry, it's on a screen over there I had to look at. But um, I'm I'm not surprised that the Marketplace took it just because it's a little more well-rounded in terms of the Disney, the general Disney offerings that they have. I still, in my heart, feel like Mitsukoshi is one of the most um, unique shopping experiences oh, you can find. Absolutely. I love it. Um, See, and I, you know, for me, it's a, it's a very tough, it's a very tough call because um, I do like what, the marketplace co-op offers i like the diversity of what they offer but i also i every time i walk into mitsukoshi i feel like i am in fact in a department mm -hmm. store in japan mm -hmm. yeah and because it has that department store feel to it with you know the different yep. little sections and um they've got some really i always find something cool i've bought way more from mitsukoshi than i have from the marketplace yeah have you yeah way so, more that's where, Ryan, thing. that's where Rhino gets all his Hello Kitty merchandise. <laughs> Obviously. The Mitsukoshi offers things that are not un are unique. They're, they're unique here in the United States, or at least right. in a lot of the United States. If you live in a place that has Japanese stores, you probably have a wider <laughs> selection. Believe for you. Um, but if you're in Disney World... That the marketplace is fairly specific to Disney World. Right. So I can see where there's a there's a difference there. It's like apples and oranges kind yeah, of. Yeah, and I, I, like I said, I can but I, I, I can also see why those two were the ones that kind of rose to the top so to yeah. speak. So, um, did you pick a winner by any chance? I, I haven't. Um, we will for next week. We we'll will announce a winner yeah. next week. 
So, all right. Well, thank you for that, Dustin. Mm -hmm. We're going to move over to the news with John. All right. Our first news story. Oh, my God. Ryan, I was going to be so happy. Disney's Descendants hits big. It looks like Disney has found its next high school school musical, Kevin. Oh, good. The Friday (laughs) premiere of the Disney Channel original movie Descendants captured 6.6 million viewers, according to early Nielsen numbers, making it the most watched cable TV movie of the year. And as if that wasn't impressive enough, the musical about the children of iconic Disney villains had already been seen by 1.4 million viewers on the Watch Disney Channel app in the six days leading up to its official television premiere. Should we expect a Descendants 2? I hope. Oh, no, definitely. (laughs) Director choreographer Kenny Ortega told the Huffington Post, quote, "The the Descendants world really is a wonderful place to play in. More to the point, there are many characters from the Disney animated films that we could draw upon and pull in. There are many more stories we could tell. And according to this, I didn't see it, the ending of the movie kept the door open for more stories. The note on that is, I'm not spoiling anything when I say this, This is the the movie itself is like its own little contained story, but the last line of the movie, a girl just turns and is like, oh, you thought this was the end of the story? And that's it. And I was like, that was the worst lead-in to another movie I've ever seen in my life. I think think it goes without saying that, given those ratings, that they are absolutely going to do a second one. But I I just want to point uh, point out in comparison, uh, they talk about it being another high school musical. I I looked up what the Nielsen ratings were for the first high school musical, 7.7 million, um, which is still the reigning king, I believe, uh, for for debut projects. Mm Uh, High School Musical 2, 17 million. Hmm. Um, After all the hype. And so uh, it's, got, it's got big shoes to fill in terms of, in terms of the ratings. Um, I know uh, we have an article, speaking of articles, we have an article going up today that was uh, a review of Descendants uh, written by Rhino. Yes. That should be actually on the homepage now, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just going to say I, li- I liked the movie, so it's a positive. It seems it starts out a little negative. Not negative, but re- it's just a very honest opinion. I just took notes as I watched the movie, and I enjoyed it. So check it out. Can I just make the note that it seems like Kenny Ortega cannot fail with the Disney Channel? He really can. He's got a high school musical. He had Hocus Pocus. Was, I was hoping this was going to be a series. The movie was going to introduce the characters to us, this two-hour movie, and then it was going to be like, like a little series. It's funny. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Because I was really under that impression. Like and I was really, maybe I was kind of hoping. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, but for kids. I didn't so say it in, the, it in the article, and I should have, was I thought it was actually on par with Once Upon a Time for like teenagers, yeah. only I actually enjoyed it more than I enjoyed that TV show. Oh, wow. So, and this I, is the I only reason it, I'm so. glad that Craig is not here, so that he can't oh make fun God. of us He'd for liking it. <laughs> so I assume this means we're going to see crossover into the parks. We're going to see yes. the Descendants musical at MGM and Maybe. the parade. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to do what they used to do with the high school musical, like float. And, you know, they would come out on the streets of America and do like a dance yeah. or whatever. It, the, it, the interesting thing about this musical is it's not like high school musical where there's a lot of giant dance numbers. There was like two or three, yeah. maybe. Um, I, and this I actually more kept about for, like so, kind of some solo songs and like just yeah, like uh, yeah. duets. Yeah. And Christian Chenoweth's number. Phenomenal! I bought the soundtrack for that number. Well, alone, I but, mean, that goes that saying. You know. um, so if they get her singing again in the next one, I am on board a thousand percent. I'm like, I can sing the songs in my head already. <laughs> I'm glad that it lived up to your expectations because I know you were very excited about this going in. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Were you? I don't know. I was. 
I get like like I oh, sure I hate this talked about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I hope I hope one day they make those outfits in adult size. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Leave it at that. He's already got the descendant makeup line. <laughs> all right. So our next news story: Disneyland Paris being investigated for overcharging foreigners. The European Commission announced that it is investigating whether Disneyland Paris charged foreign visitors more than French tourists, which would be against the <laughs> EU rules. Can I just say, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see the European Commission finally going after a company that isn't American, because <laughs> they've been going after Google, they've been going after Amazon, they're going after Apple, they're going after, you know, it's crazy. The end of the story lists all the companies. I won't list them all, but you pretty much got it. Okay. It's, you know, all American companies are be- and British companies too are being hit. Uh, quote: We are currently examining a certain amount of complaints, many of whom are against Disneyland Paris, said a spokesman spokesman for the commission. The British Daily Financial Times said that the theme park, the largest in Europe, was accused of having overcharged the German and British vi- visitors. According to the newspaper, a French visitor spends 1,346 euros for a premium package at Disneyland Paris, while the English visitor is charged 1,870 euros and the German visitor 2,447 euros. They're paying out-of-state tuition. (laughs) I think it's reprimations, but... Um, the Commission of the European Consumer Associations frequently receive consumer complaints involving unjustified price differences based on their nationality or their place of residence. Differences ex- prohibited by the European directives, said the spokesman. Too often, consumers are seeking to purchase goods or services in another country than their own and, we, and are prevented from getting the best price. The French state must ensure that Disneyland Paris complies with the European laws on commercial practices, said a source at the EU, adding that Brussels will soon contact France regarding this matter. Oh, you know you're in trouble when Brussels contacts yeah, really. <laughs> it's like you. Yeah, really. the principal's <laughs> office? Okay. Okay. That the, what is that, the headquarters of the EU? Is I guess Brussels? so. I don't know. Consumers may be discriminated in different ways, with specific sites according to the countries, with different pricing, or companies even refusing to deliver in some countries, the source said. Um, and that's pretty much goes into then that there's other firms that have also complained, Amazon, Google, Apple, um, and the British channel Sky TV. Doesn't Disney do that here, too? I mean, aren't the Brits offered a different package and discount than Americans are offered? It's a very unusual situation in that there's a different sort of travel company for Europe. And if people in the UK, we know specifically, can book different packages. Sometimes they're more, sometimes they're less, sometimes they're different components. I don't know if that's part of this sort of overall EU thing because... We don't have an agreement with the. I mean, EU. the person telling Mickey bars didn't say, "Are you German?" <laughs> Might have. That's what I thought the article I thought was going to happen. I mean, I would just think about us. I mean, as Florida residents, we pay less. Well, we'll pay pay less for for tickets, and there are Florida resident offers right. for uh, hotel rooms. But generally speaking, you're not paying a different price if you're from uh, Alabama or from New Jersey, right? Um, right. And you know, the price is what the price is. Uh, it looks like, um, you know, Disney may be, you know, there is, I know there's a, a Walt Disney Travel Company based in London. Um, I don't know if it has located, I, I don't know if that handles all of Europe or if that's just for Great Britain, but, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that Disneyland Paris is absurdly expensive to begin with. So I don't know if we're being charged 
something different. Definitely being charged too much. <laughs> Just across, so, the, across board. the board. Yeah, Still, sure. I love it, and I can't wait to go there in October, but... You know, I'm happy to give them my money. I just what's really weird is it's one of those experiences where you spend you know three or four days going, God, this is expensive. (laughs) What I think is very interesting is the big price difference. You know, 1,100 euros. It's almost twice as much from someone from Germany to go as opposed to someone who's French. So, I think it's very odd. It is very odd. I mean, it's it's different if they offer like Julie said. Let's offer someone a resident. Rate. Like if you live in France, right. you should get like some sort of a resident rate or in Paris. Because we want to do like maybe last minute tourism or yeah. encourage that. So many things I could say that would get me in trouble right Come now. On. <laughs> nope, Let's do nope, it. Nope, 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 nope. Be careful what Brussels is going to call. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's going to go there. You don't hear uh, that in Mission Impossible too much. I have to get on the line with Brussels. Brussels. <laughs> 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 All right. Our third and final news story. Walt Disney American Experience documentary balances man and myths. PBS will air a four-hour American Experience documentary on Walt Disney on September 14th and 15th of this year. Sarah Colt, producer and director of the documentary, said the biggest challenge she faced was capturing the truth about the man who had such outsized influence and notoriety. Reports on Walt Disney range from he was a dictator who ruled his studio with an iron fist to he was a generous soul who loved nothing more than making people happy. Quote, people think they know him, but in reality, they don't know him. Colt said he was a human being with many layers of complexity. When Colt was questioned about the persistent belief that Disney was privately extremely anti-Semitic and a Nazi apologist, she said that the documentary doesn't address the subject because she found there was no credible evidence to indicate he was biased against Jews. And she's like the 84th biographer to say that, okay? That nobody seems to be able to come up with any credible evidence to support the fact that Walt Disney was this Nazi sympathizer who hated the Jews. The problem was there was that one thing, and I actually left it out of this. It was one person who wrote that one book, and he's the one who made those claims. I I left it out of the story, but... That's why she didn't even address it, because she said there's no proof of it. Uh, Colt, who previously produced the well-received American Experience doc on Henry Ford, said the Walt Disney Company offered her, quote, unprecedented access to their archives. The Disney family also cooperated, although Disney's lone surviving daughter, Diane Disney Miller, died in 2013 before she could be interviewed for the documentary. American Experience executive producer Mark Samuels Samuels emphasized that the Disney company had no editorial control over the documentary. He admitted that he was surprised at the degree of cooperation they received, given Disney's reputation for tightly controlling the image of the company's namesake. Well, I think when you're coming at it with the, the whole tag of PBS over your head, I think that sets a different tone than if it was an independent filmmaker. More credibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also think that Disney probably on some level had an indication this would be a fairly friendly project because they would never, ever have opened the doors without feeling that. Yeah. So, but I'm interested to see it. Yeah, the trailers they've been putting out look really interesting. Do you think they can tell us something we don't already know? Do you think there's some nugget out there? Or lingerie. (laughs) (laughs) I've read enough over the years that I'm... I, I can't believe it's not it's going to tread new ground but right. I'm interested in finding out yeah yeah me too it I've never hurts those. to see the story again we all heard of the stories how he was tough on people who worked for him but they seemed well I mean we've, fair. we've talked to you know, we've talked to several people who've worked for them not the least of which uh, Marty Sklar and uh, Bob, Bob Gurr yeah. and Charlie, Charlie Ridgway. Ridgway 
And, you know, they all tell a similar story mm-hmm. about what it was like to work for Walt. And that, he, you know, he was definitely the boss. Um, and he was very demanding. But that he was, he was very fair and he was a genius. And that's what I always walked away with. I walked away from it, not that these men feared him so much as they respected him. And that they knew, you know, there were certain things you did and certain things you didn't do with when you worked for Walt. And uh, the thing know. that I keep hearing is that you had the leeway to use your imagination. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wanted your ideas. Well, I think beyond that, you was expected. It was more than just leeway. I think he demanded it, and if he saw somebody that wasn't that somebody who didn't bring that to the table, wasn't going to work for him, not for very long. So that's why you look at these men who are legends and women who are legends uh, with Disney, and you know, look at the artistic. Uh, the artistic talent yeah. that they have and the creativity they brought to the projects they have, there's a reason for that. That's what he wanted around him. And if you didn't have that, if you weren't able to say to him, this is my, these are my ideas, or if you weren't able to take his ideas and do something new with them, you didn't last very long. And it's one of the reasons it thrived, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing it. That'll do it for the news. All right. Well, thank you, John. We are going to move over to Rapid Fire. And we will start with you. Excellent. All right, there's a new website out. I want everyone to get a pen. Write this down. DisneyGiftCard.com. What it does, it allows you to consolidate your Disney gift cards into one larger (laughs) amount. Please do this. As a plea from Dreams Unlimited Travel, please go and put all your gift cards together. You can go up to $1,000. It's going to make it a lot easier when you go to use your card, especially if you're going to use it in the parks. You know, you don't have to whip out, you know, $17, $20 gift cards. Um, this is especially for those folks who are taking advantage of certain promotions that Target offers. They might offer a discount on buying gift cards for for Disney. So people go and they sort of stack up and they, they get the bunch of those. But this is a place where you can go and put them all on one card. Makes it easier on you. Makes it easier on the folks receiving these gift cards. DisneyGiftCard.com. Awesome. Thank you, John. Kevin. Uh, mine is, first of all, I just want you to know that several of our listeners have popped up during the show offering to help Jess. Our uh, listeners I've, are I've, awesome. I've already got like five emails. Oh, good. <laughs> so good. that's really cool. Yeah, our <coughs> listeners are awesome. Uh, mine is about Old Town on 192 in Kissimmee. Old Town is in the midst of a $10 million renovation that will include new restaurants, a remod- remodeled restrooms, additional parking, a concert stage, a farmer's market, and the return of the Ferris wheel and others and other rides. We're in the process of returning the property to its former glory, uh, which on blah, 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 on Highway 192. And which, um, what glory would that be? Yeah. You know something? I was there the day it opened in 1986. Oh, wow. I was there. We were, we were leaving that day, and we had several hours to kill before we had to go to the airport. My family went to opening day. And what was really cool was it was shopping from all over the world. It was like it was kind of a mimic of Main Street, but they had real retailers there. And we thought it was very cool, and it stayed very cool for a while. There used to be a, um, a nightclub out in front called Little Darlings, and this was in the 80s. And what they did was they brought in acts, actual acts from the, fi- <coughs> excuse me, actual acts from the 1950s to perform there, and it was kind of like a, a sock hop kind of theme. I mean, I saw Chubby Checker there. Huh. We mm. went and saw the Shirelles. 
So, wow. I mean, I thought that was thrilling. I thought Old Town was a pretty cool thing. And then it kind of... Died? Well, it not only mm. died, but it became a little... It became a biker hangout. Yeah, uh, yeah that's how... It got a really I, bad reputation. Yeah. And what they're saying is, um, old, they're trying to go, uh, go back to the nostalgic appeal and that they're doing. Um, they are... The attraction recent mark, recently marked the 25th anniversary of its Saturday Night Cruise, which is also very cool. I know people who with old cars. Oh. If you've got a vintage car, and that's Saturday pretty- night, and they drive, there's like a big yeah. loop. So they all get in, and people stand around and watch. I've not done this. <laughs> well, coming from a world of car cruising in a, in a past life, it's a pretty lame car cruise compared to... Like up north, and I'll probably get hate mail for that. But um, well, it's yeah. only as good as the participants. So I well, mean, they also have some. There, you know, for some reason, there are requirements for what the cars are. They're not very particular. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they're going to redo the entrance and um, current tenants, including the legends, haunting of Old Town, and the haunted house and the Great Magic Hall. They're going to survive. The carnival rides and the Windstorm roller coaster were removed. Uh, I think that's a good thing. I think yeah. that takes sort of the part of the seediness away. The carnival yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah. atmosphere yeah. for sure. I'm happy to see that they've decided to revitalize yes. it. Are they saying when it's going to be completed? Um, they have not, but it's already started. Okay. Does anybody know, is, is Old Town owned by the same company that owns Fun Spot? I don't think so. No. Okay. I don't believe so. Because their Old logos town. are very the same, uh, very similar. That's why I was wondering because that would have. Maybe they just hired the same company. <laughs> the Travel Corporation owns the ten-acre shopping and entertainment complex. I apologize. I think Fun Spot is locally owned. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. yeah. I mean, is that guy on TV? Who? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. he owns it. Yeah, yeah he owns it. It's him. Um, I'm happy to see this. I think yeah. 192, 192 could use some help. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, years, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that this is a step. Cool. A $10 million renovation could hopefully be a good thing. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Kathy. The Garden Grill, starting in November, is going to offer breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, so we're expanding dinner. the crap. Yes. <laughs> you can have crap three times a day. Yes. Yes. So that's that's my rapid fire. Oh. Rapid. <laughs> it's very rapid. Yes. Yeah. What did they offer before? Just dinner, right? Yes. Okay. So, no, starting November 8th, mm-hmm. you, you can get it? crappy food for breakfast and lunch at the Garden Grill. Does it say if it's going to be characters? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's going to be all character meals, yeah. Is it? Yep. Chippendale, 24 hours a day. That was the most uncomfortable meal I ever had was Katie and I went there the one time and the characters come up, you know, and they're like, and, Kate, and they're rubbing their stomach. And it's like, how do you talk to a character that you can't talk back to? Katie has a talent for that. Myself, it's like I can't. I, I can't be bothered. Just look at them and go. The food sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you cooked it, you should be fired. The food sucks. They also the the only time we the last time we were there. I've been there a couple times. They didn't know enough to move on. Right. Yes. <laughs> they lingered. Yes. They lingered. The handler didn't poke them. Tell them to move along. Oh, they were like free range. Yeah, yeah. They, they were just free range. Run around. They, you know, it's like, do you want to sit down? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> Julie. Well, well, well. There's also going to be a Descendants clothing line. 
And yes. sorry, Rhino, but it is geared primarily for girls. Oh, great. And <laughs> it's never stopped him before. Say, you see what he's wearing now? <laughs> girls and children, so, I think we're kind of pretty much in his wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> the clothing items will be hitting shelves at the Disney Store, Kohl's, and JCPenney. Um, there'll be faux fur vests, graphic tees, moto jackets, skirts, and, of course, hmm. all of these clothing items are modeled after the characters from the film. A lot of patchy leather. Yes. In addition to clothing, there will be accessories, um, <laughs> charm bracelets, tattoos, purses, some tech that gadgets. Sounds like it's up Rhino's alley. <laughs> and even nail design kits. Oh, oh Rhino. <laughs> so uh, these will hit shelves in mid-August. And then to top off the collection, there will be um, dolls, of course, sold. So these will include both the villains and the heroes from the film. And then they will have their own little fashion outfits. As you can also buy the doll that comes with like the coronation ball gown, which if you watch the movie, like me and Rhino, mm-hmm. you would see them. And let me just tell you the photo of the coronation gowns, like the purple gown that Mal wears, it yeah. is an exact replica. It is so beautiful. I want that gown. <laughs> All right, so who would you dress up as? Which character would you be? Uh, let's see here. This uh, leather daddy on the left or the one on the <laughs> oh right? Probably, probably the one on the right. I like and the I just want to make sure everyone knows when John says, that children are in uh, Rhino's wheelhouse. He he He's was cleared of all charges. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> I meant he could fit in their clothes. Is yes. what I meant. Oh, I meant he could wear their clothes. I and we should move on school. from this story. Oh, it is. <laughs> Dustin but under the like desk. With, that got Dustin. <laughs> just like with every Disney, you know, show or movie like this, High School Musical, they had their own line of everything. This is going to have the same thing. And I actually, I'm really kind of excited. I hope some of these things will fit Finley because she's into that. Uh, in addition stuff. to that, real quick, I I thought you were talking about this. I didn't know it was a different thing. Um, at the Disney store at the Florida Mall. Yes, I know. Um, they had the j- Mal's jacket there mm-hmm. already. So they had like the clothes, the the yeah. the spell book, all that jazz. Yeah. Some really stuff like... is already out and some stuff is still to be released. So <laughs> Do I look like her? The people <laughs> ask me peeled. to leave. Keep your eyes peeled. Paying people. $5 a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the Downton Abbey line. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dustin. Okay, let me see if I can find it. Okay. Yes, mine's uh, going to be very similar to Kathy's. Uh, breakfast is mm-hmm. now offered permanently at Be Our Guest. Um, it had been, I suppose, it was in a trial period. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was. it was. And uh, now they're offering it full time. Uh, we've had it recently and, uh, you know, it's, it's a good option if you're in the park um, but you definitely have to get you know, a reservation for it to make it. <laughs> Be Our Guest needs to come up with a fourth meal. I mean, they could just sell food all day every yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. The price went up. It was nineteen ninety nine before. When they come back in October, it's twenty one ninety nine. Mm. Oh, but oh. that's the thing. People are paying it. That's the new hot thing to do to right. get to Seven Dwarfs Mine. Well, this is actually a great segue into the top ten threads on Disboards for. Uh, excuse Ryan me. Didn't give his rapid fire. Oh, didn't he? Rude. No. Oh, sorry. Wow. <laughs> sorry. Show us your jacket. <laughs> All this discussion of children in wheelhouses and he thought girl the leather clothes. daddies was my. Uh, He's just trying to be disciplined. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what he did there. Fire etiquette. What he did there. Are you gonna Are you gonna pull? Up? Okay. Well, start talking, man. Well, I don't remember what it is until I see this slide. Um. Okay. So there's a rumor He's going around. Star Wars again. <laughs> I know. Kevin's favorite. There's a rumor going around that um, Netflix is going to start airing some live-action um, Star Wars TV shows. Um, it, the rumor is specifically that there's three in the works. 
I did a little research after I sent this in, though, and I can't find like a credible source who says this. It's some somebody from the Cineflex website, I think it's called. Um, some guy in sweatpants. Yeah, he, he got his sources <laughs> from his sources. I don't know what they are. But he's been right about other stuff before, and the idea is that Netflix was so successful with Daredevil, and they made it on such the cheap that they wanted... Disney wants to continue that partnership with Star Wars. If I'm sorry, Disney there. just D- Disney just doubled down on their investment in Hulu Plus and in, in Hulu. If they were going to do this, they were going to do it where it's going to benefit them the most and where they could get additional advertising revenue, and that's going to be Hulu. Um, I doubt very seriously that Amy Schumer is going to play Princess Leia. They're going <laughs> to. I would I would be surprised. Now that's not to say it won't happen, but I just from a business perspective. Something about Disney doing, uh, you know, green lighting an original product with Netflix based on Star Wars just doesn't connect for me. I, I'm just happy to hear that there was, like, the live-action TV shows in the works. That That's what I took was the takeaway for me from this. And I, I agree with you. Like, I don't know if it'll be there. I don't know if, you know, Disney probably wants the widest consumer base as they can. With Daredevil, it was basically their first rated R attempt at something like that so it it kind of fit in a in a controlled environment but i think they probably want everybody to see i will say you know i don't know there's something about how they're handling the star wars property right now just something something just doesn't doesn't connect but all right thank you rhino but coming back to be our guest and using that as a as a way to get using an early morning breakfast to be our guest to get a jump on the crowds to get in the Seven Dwarfs mind, uh, mind Train, the number 10 thread on Disboards for uh, July is Be Our Guest Breakfast for Mind Train Warning, Early Ride Not Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently what's been happening, this is by Sue, Sue Beto uh, on the Theme Parks, Attractions, and Strategies Board. Uh, apparently what's been happening is it's been very inconsistent yes. where some cast members are letting you get to the front of the pack, basically, uh, rope drop, Others are making you wait, and you have to get in the back of the line. Um, and so it's been a lot of confusion. It's been inconsistently you, dealt with. Do you think that Disney needs to accommodate those people? I mean, because they don't say when you go to be our guest, no. it's going to get you front of the line. No. So. And, no. Look, unless Disney is selling it as a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train breakfast package, then no. Until unless they do that, then no, they don't have to. They don't have to accommodate people who, you know. What they do have to do, however, is they have to have a consistent policy, right? Because you've got somebody on that thread saying, I "Literally went one day and did it, and mm-hmm. I was able to get on the front of the line. I went the next day and did it, and I wasn't." Um, so it needs to be a consistent policy. But um, again, links to all of these. With, along with everything that we talk about in the show, disunplugged.com will be in our show notes. But So you can find these threads. But very interesting thread, and it's a good cautionary tale mm-hmm. for anybody planning to use a Breakfast at Be Our Guest as a strategy to get uh, get an early jump on Mind Train. You may still end up being at the end of the rope drop pack. We were surprised. We got there about 8.30, and the restaurant was packed. And about five to nine, you could see the, like the tumbleweeds just going through the restaurant. <laughs> Katie and I, and I think we're the only two left in the restaurant. So, all right, that was the number ten thread for uh, for July. Number nine, uh, the 2015 Beach Yacht Club FAQ. 
started by Nate Ben Ma on the Disney Resorts Forum. That's uh, one of the many resort uh, FAQs that you'll find on a resorts board. They're amazing, phenomenal information. If you, when you're planning your trip, if you're not reading this stuff, you're crazy. Um, really well maintained and lots of just great, great information. So uh, that's the number nine. Number eight. Suspicious. Anyone else notice this by Carrie Ann 77 on the Rumor and News Board? Interesting, there's a couple this month uh, uh, on the top 10 from Rumors and News. Um, she writes After we came back from our trip last month, I got an email directing me to rate and review my experiences on their, meaning Disney's site. I sat down and wrote about six reviews one day. And when I, had some, when I had some extra time, all were published except for the one negative review that I left. Didn't violate any of their guidelines, and it wasn't a scathing review, but a negative one. It was for Hollywood and Vine. Go figure. <laughs> um, there are some negative reviews up there, but the good outweigh the bad. Looks like Disney's being selective over the reviews that they choose to share. This has been known for a long time. Oh, um, yeah. uh, whether it's the Disney blog or any place where you can comment on Disney's website about their their stuff, um, they absolutely cherry pick what goes up. Mm-hmm. And if it's negative, chances are strong it's not going to get included. And especially with something like Hollywood and Vine, you'd think they would say, "Okay, look, we're getting negative feedback here. Maybe we should, I don't know, fix this." <laughs> But instead, it's easier for them just to cherry-pick out the negative, and then we'll just make believe everything is wonderful. But why, if, why fix something if you're filling the restaurant every day? Yeah. Well, that's, and in, it, yeah. I mean, if you're, it would be different if the restaurant was sitting empty. Exactly. They're not going to fix something as long as they fill it every day. Right, and as long as they can continue to lead people to believe. You know, most people aren't going to know that Hollywood and right. Vine is really crappy, and the food's really crappy. The got you know characters you can't see anywhere else with the Doc McStuffins and God knows what else goes on there. But um, Jake and the Neverland Pirates, I think. Whatever it is, but you know, most people don't know the, the food sucks. So if they're looking at Disney's website and they're seeing some of these reviews and they're seeing the usual like three and a half or four stars that it gets when, which is absurd. Um, then they think, okay, this is a good place to yeah. eat. A lot of times people plug those things in, too, because they need some place to have breakfast. Oh, and this will have something for my kids. And no one, I don't think anyone, it's not like a restaurant outside of Disney World that survives on its reputation. I mean, restaurants inside of the Hollywood studios, when they're full, you'll take any place you can get. Exactly. And I think a lot of that has to do with that. Oh, this place is available. You know, you go down that list of restaurants that are available for your day. And, you go, and huh, look, bop, 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 bop. I'm going to tell you something. I'll go hungry. Oh, yeah, I did it. I wouldn't go I, again. I made an exception. I made a sole exception for the Star Wars uh, character dinner mm-hmm. that we did a few months ago. <laughs> and I will never, ever, ever, ever do it again. I went in with an open mind, and it was just so ridiculous. The food the 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 organization the everything was it was an absolute nightmare and certainly not worth the obscene amount of money they were charging for it but that's how um, i feel about uh, i don't need to you know fortunately i don't need to leave reviews on disney's website i can just do it here (laughs) um all right number seven uh from davish 562 again on the rumors and news board is disney world screwed is his uh question 
and basically talking about the amount of money being invested by uh, Universal into expansion and how Disney's not responding. And I, <clears throat> while on some levels I agree with his, uh, his assessment, there were some things he's getting wrong that Disney hasn't been adding things. Disney has been adding things. They just haven't been doing it quickly. And they are going to make up for lost time when they announce Star Wars Land. Mm-hmm. Trust me on that. Trust me. Trust <laughs> me. It's big. It's going to be big. So, um, but everybody's kind of asking the same question here. You know, what is what is Disney going to do to respond? Uh, especially after uh, there was, um, it was funny, we were talking over dinner on Sunday night about uh, an article that was on the front page of the New York Times about Universal and their investment, uh, Comcast investment, and how when, and when Comcast bought the uh, bought NBC Universal, they were everybody was banking that they were going to end up spinning the theme parks off and selling it because they didn't want to be bothered with it. But then when they started looking at what was going on, because this was early on in Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter's tenure at the parks. Uh, they said, oh, wait a second here. We got us a cash cow. And they've become, you know, converts to the cause now. And uh, so, I mean, Brooks Barnes wrote a pretty pretty good article that, if I do say so myself, pretty much mimics everything I've been saying for the last two years. So I don't think Brooks Barnes took that from me, but it just made me feel good to see that somebody at that caliber yeah. um, in the New York Times was saying the same thing I've been saying. So I think I'm right. But I thought that before. So, um, number six, Disney get control of these groups of teens that cheer and yell their way through the park. That's a long title. Um, and that's I don't know if it's John Sonnet or Johnson et or how it's pronounced, but on uh, theme parks, attractions, and strategies, this is a lot of people talking about these groups that go chanting and cheering and yelling through the parks and that Disney needs to do something about them. Um, I agree, but at some point, at some point, you start looking like you're screaming, get off my lawn. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're having fun. They're kids. They're having fun. It's annoying, but you literally got to suck it up. There's nothing Disney can Disney do about it. Disney is not going to send cast members, as one person on the thread, I think, suggested, <laughs> walking around, like talking to these group leaders saying, you need to stop this. Right. It's just not going to happen. No. Not in this lifetime. Um, and if it does, then Disney has gone so far away from their roots that well, there's no hope. Well, Mickey Mancini has uh, been in the parks uh, this week, and she actually sent me a text saying that she feels like they are starting to crack down a little bit because she was at Safari, at, at the uh, Kilimanjaro Safari, and one of these uh, tour groups of teenagers started to do like a chant, like a kind of like a sports chant. And um, the cast members told them to be quiet. <laughs> That's different, though, if you're on an attraction. Yeah, if you're in line. Because then you're interrupting their storytelling. Yeah. If you're just walking through the, the park. park doing it, I don't think you're. I don't think Disney feels that that's interrupting. Well, I know that show. Disney made some changes years ago with uh, Brazilian tour groups, in particular, in terms of meeting with the coordinators mm-hmm. and the group companies, the tour operators ahead of time, and saying, "Okay, there are some things you need to pass on." to your guests right. about what's acceptable behavior and what's not, the line jumping, the pushing, things like that, that they were getting a lot of complaints about. Um, I don't know if that really had an impact. I've never experienced it personally myself. So, oh, really? Yeah. I wow. Mean, I've seen the groups, but I've never seen, you know, I haven't been online for something when they, and they've cut or... You're lucky. Anything like yeah. that. So <laughs> I'm sure it goes on. I'm not saying it doesn't go on. I'm saying 
I personally have not experienced it, so I, I don't really know what to say. But um, So uh, that is the number six thread. Number five, the 2014 confirmed snacks thread. Um, why that's risen to number five uh, on the Disney Dining Plan subforum, I don't People know. People like their snacks. But it yeah. is. From last year. Um, number four, number four is a great thread, and I think Dustin should think about turning this into a segment at some point. Okay. Uh, it is called Admit It, You've Been That Rude Guest by Magpie on the Theme Parks, Attractions, and Strategies. She writes, <laughs> I'm assuming it's a she, might be a he, but Magpie writes, all of us have been the rude guest at one time or another when visiting Disney World. Maybe it was accidental. Maybe we were overtired and not at our best. My example, Coronado Springs, midday, just watched a full bus zoom by, and my husband is getting progressively crankier as we've already been waiting 25 minutes for a bus. We're not the first folks at our stop. There were a couple of families ahead of us. When the next bus showed up, now 45 minutes into our wait, the bus driver was foolish enough to stop and tell us he's too full. Whereupon, I popped up and said, but there's only two of us, and we've got fast passes to soar, and that will be expiring soon. The folks in the bus on hearing that made room for us. So much room, in fact, that a young couple who'd just arrived at our stop were able to squeeze in behind us. And as we pulled away, I saw the faces on the two families who'd been waiting longer than we had, and realized, oops, I'm that rude person they vent about on disboards. Um, what's your story when were you that person? I thought that was a great, a great threat. And uh, a lot of great comments on it, too. I highly recommend everybody go out and check it out. It's a good read. Got one that pops in <coughs> right away. Me too. I, I was that one person one day. Oh, I've been that person. I know I have been. I really, I, I want to say that over the last five to seven years, um, I've really put an effort forward not to be. Um, I've really tried to be very mindful of it, but I know that um, I know that sometimes, yeah, if it's just the wrong moment and the wrong day. Mine happened on Christmas Eve, and I lost it with a cast member, and really lost it. And the person sitting in front of me turned around and said, "Are you Kevin from the podcast?" <laughs> oh, I remember that story. So, all right, number three, Minnie's Holiday Dine at Hollywood and Vine uh, by Disney Enthusiast um, on the Disney Restaurants Forum. It's a speculation about uh, a, holly, or a, a, um, a holiday dinner character dinner. dinner experience. Hosted by Minnie? At Hollywood and <laughs> Vine. Um, here's some advice. Run. Don't run. <laughs> run away. Minnie's not a good cook. Um, <laughs> She's very good at making bows, though. Number two on Other the list. Will get that. <laughs> Number two on the list. Another one that might make a good segment uh, at some point. Worst advice you got by Hoop Family on the theme parks board. Go to Hollywood. What is the worst advice you ever? <laughs> what is the worst advice you ever got or overheard someone get for a Disney trip? Mine has to be when a travel agent told me it would be a waste of money to buy books like the unofficial guide because they don't help. Oh. Um, so. Um, again, great thread with a lot of interesting stories on it, so please check that out. The number one story, however, unfortunately, uh, in July was the drowning at uh, the Art mm. of Animation. Uh, it was started by Mom to Minnie and Mickey on the theme parks board. Um, and I'm going to tread lightly here. I the the amount of interaction that moderators and webmasters have had to have on that 
thread is distressing because of people blaming the parents um, and you know what they lost a child mm-hmm. they lost a child so if you're a parent and you're blaming the parents just maybe stop and think imagine if it was you if it yeah, was you exactly that are you going to say any uh, is anybody going to say anything to you that's not already running through your head Mm-hmm. that you're not already blaming yourself for. Mm-hmm. They don't need any help. Now, some people said it doesn't matter. They're not going to be reading the boards. You know what? Our boards are read by a lot of people. 1.5 million a month to be exact. And that's unique. And it does matter. And it does yes, matter. It does. It, it, you, you're, you're, you're just putting out that huge negative energy out there. And whether they read it or not, you're affecting everybody else that right. reads it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, empathy is sorely lacking. It just... I, well, I there is a imagine. there is a propensity by some on the boards uh, to judge the parenting of uh, other people, and uh, I think it's just absurd. You you know every child is different, and no one knows their children better than their parents, and you know you can have a differing opinion, but you don't get to judge other parents right, and what they do exactly. with their kids. Um, There's no a- manual. No one nope. gave Kathy or I a manual when we had no. our kids, no. okay? Nobody gets one. Nope. You try to figure it out on your own. You do the best that you can. Mm-hmm. You learn from you. You talk mm-hmm. to other people, and you certainly exactly. get advice and ideas. But, uh, you know, um, just if, if uh, I, I would just, you know, even though it's, uh, you know, a month old now, the story. Uh, it's still terribly devastating. Still, yes. And those parents are still grieving. They're going to grieve for mm-hmm. the rest of their lives. Oh, yeah. I come from a family where a lot of young children have been lost to accidents and other things. And I have two aunts that have grieved through the loss of a 12-year-old and through the loss of their 24-year-old son. Um, it's not fun to watch. It's not fun to watch other people say, oh, well, you, if you would have done this, mm-hmm. maybe it wouldn't have right. happened. Yeah. It's not fair to them. Please stop. Yeah. <laughs> And I would just encourage everyone, uh, if you're so inclined, uh, good thoughts and prayers to that family. Mm-hmm. And uh, those of you who post on the board, I would encourage you maybe just to think before you post on some of this stuff. I mean, it's bad enough that it happened, but it happened at what's supposed to be the happiest place right. on earth. Yeah. They can never go there again. Yeah, right. no. it's, 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 it's an it's awful just, story. Uh, so, all right, that will do it for the top 10 threads on Disboards for the month of July. That will also do it for this segment. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the Diz exclusive trip that we just took to San Francisco and Disneyland for the 60th anniversary. And uh, if you are watching us live, uh, stay tuned because instead of the normal park bench, we're going to be playing the full 18-minute rededication ceremony that we filmed at Disneyland for the 60th, which includes Robert Sherman uh, playing Walt's favorite song from Mary Poppins along with Ashley Brown. What's her name? Uh, who was Mary Poppins on Broadway, Feed the Birds. So uh, please stay tuned and check that out. And uh, for everybody else, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next time with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. Have a good week, everyone. And remember, go visit Disneyland. Disneyland.